Hello, darlings. It's me, Ruma. This is my podcast, Getting Effie. I'm coming to you pre-recorded from New York City at the corner of Pandemic Meets Boredom. We'll get right into it. It's week eight in the Big Brother house, All-Star season 22. Well, first, we're going to back up and just say farewell to Devon. She was evicted out of week seven of the Big Brother house, thanks to our douchebag house guest, Memphis. And well, out of all the things that on September 27th, the CBS production can show on the Sunday show on CBS that airs, and we know they do all the editing for all the mean girls and all the editing for all the douchebags, what do they show? It must be a male production editor, and he must have thought this was really cheeky. I'm assuming he's Caucasian, just because of what he picks out to show the one clip about Davon. I mean, the sophomoric humor of this, that Rat Cole actually received a hug by Davon. Remember, she stabbed her in the back. The first season, she stabbed her in the front. So she has done a double stab on Davon every season. She has been absolutely hideous in this game this season. And she goes to get the hug from Davon. She catches Davon's earrings on her ratty rat coal hair. And, well, Davon says, please don't pull away. You're going to move my weave. Well, that's what they show. Really? Really, production? You couldn't have showed all, maybe just a little clip of Davon's amazing eviction speech No, no, no. You don't show anything about Black Lives Matter, about the movement. You think it's funny to say that a woman of color wears a weave and because the little rat coal Caucasian girl catches the weave in her earring or whatever, that you think that's funny to show that. That was really poor taste of the production editing of Big Brother. Shame on you. So we start on a bad note just for that alone. And, well, we do know that on the last show last week that Dr. Will came on the show and he said that I'm your neighbor and he was all shaved from the neck to the toes and he was wearing lots of makeup and he had a beautiful silver fox flow going on. It was quite humorous. He looked like he was about to do a stage performance, but I guess he was on TV, and I thought this should be very cheeky and fun, and yet we haven't seen him yet. So I don't know if he's kind of going to come back later. I'm not really sure. He did introduce that there'll be, during the competitions, you can decide if you want to take a money deal It will be offered and you can do that and not win the competition. So the house guests were very thrilled about that. Again, I'm thinking, why didn't you have that on the week that Devon was there? She's a single mom. She probably would have loved that. But no, 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 they didn't do that. They kept it for all the committee members that they can make sure that they can get even richer. Shame, 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 who's ever coming up with all this production stuff. You don't have a very progressive thought system. So they play a stupid little putt-putt 
ball game or whatever, you know, like the golfing putt-putt. And it's first there's this offer of money and who gets a $10,000 prize, basically, if you hit a certain number with the putt-putt golf. But Danny and Tyler both won it. They hit the same number, so they had to split that 10000 Of course, Tyler was happy because he first said, I'm going to give every penny to my girlfriend, Angela. Oh, you mean the girl that has said microaggressive things on her season. I'm getting coloration of ghetto when she was tanning and many other things that were edited out people so don't come at me like that's not a big deal that was very ignorant and she said much more horrific things the girl is microaggressive she's totally not correct and she has a book deal as i've discussed and here's my disclaimer this is only my opinion i looked it up i looked at her cookbook recipes and in my opinion someone that's a spectacular cook And I've lived all over the world, and, well, most people say I'm an amazing chef. So I'm just going to say straight out, she's not a cook, and she's not a chef, in my opinion. In my opinion, she's a joke. It's a can opener, okay? Open up a can of this. Buy pre-made crust. Open up a can of that. Open up a can of this, and open up a little can and sprinkle that all over, and you have yourself a dodgy, gross vegan pizza. Come on now, people. That's not a cook at all, okay? She doesn't deserve this cookbook deal. That's my opinion. Now, I'm not going to hate or waste any more time on this stupid little twat, but that's my opinion about it. And I think that Tyler goes on and on and talks about Angela every second he can get because he's trying to promote that she has this dodgy cookbook out And, of course, you know, he is trying to maybe uh, make up for this information that's been going around that Tyler is a kept man. Please. They're only a few years apart. They are partners. And, obviously, Angela might come from money or she makes more money than him. And so what she might spend the majority of the bills or something she pays for Who gives a crap? I mean, whatever. You know, they're young. They're in a relationship. It's double douchebags. And, well, let them just live their life. I don't care. Tyler doesn't need to be all worried about people thinking that he's a kept man. There's a lot more things for Tyler to worry about. One thing, you say you're for Black Lives Matter and you want to give up your game and then you revoke that idea. Another thing is you've been talking very dodgy about every POC in the house. Another thing, your girlfriend that you continuously promote was obviously microaggressive and you both together have microaggression. And so please stop. Stop CBS. Stop trying to act like Tyler is the golden boy. There's nothing golden about him except that he resembles a big pot of steamy urine. So, darlings, let's keep on moving on. They received 5000 each. And, well, who won HOH? Cody. 
Cody became, well, totally Napoleon Syndrome. And what did Napoleon have? Not only short in stature, he was short in a lot of other areas. And, well, that's why he is such a bugger. And that's how Cody became. Fee fi fo fum. I must get the other ones. Who are the other ones, Cody? You mean the POC left in the house? The un, deux, or uno, dos? You mean the two? One, two, POC left in the house, and that's who you're driven to get out? Absolutely, that is it. Nothing new. No balls, as usual. Absolutely no balls. Nobody is making any moves. They want to keep their little whitey-tighty little committee together. And that's his That's his whole game this week. He's gonna just put the remaining people of color on the block. And he has said that to everyone. Now, Danny has tried and tried to get him to reconsider and put Christmas up. But he is not having it. He wants to gun <laughs> For Kevin, I can barely say it with a straight face, please. Poor Kevin's been beat up. He's been on the block every week except maybe once. And this is, this is your selection. He has nobody in the house. And on the other side, we have David. He has nobody in the house. And you want to, that's, that's who you want to put up. And you could put up Christmas, Memphis, Two people that are gunning for the HOH, gunning for the veto every time, and that you choose the Remainer POC. Also, let's add that Devon had an amazing, an amazing eviction speech, and none of these sods paid attention. None of it meant anything to these people. They never once said anything like, that was really profound. That I learned a lot. I think we should maybe rethink how we're approaching this. Nothing like that. They're as dodgy as ever. The remaining POC are Cody's target. Right before the norms, Kevin came up to speak to Cody. I'm going to take a little microdose here. Excuse me, darlings. Okay, loves. Now, that was delicious. Kevin came up to have a little discussion with Cody. What was the discussion about? I don't really want to be on the block again. Like anybody would not want. What did Cody do? He came to this conversation defensive because he already knows he's going to put up the people of color. So this is how it went. Cody, I really don't want to have to be go through all this again i was just on the block with devon i really wish like i didn't have to always be targeted this is cody what what do you what do you mean what what were you saying are you saying that 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 i target you is that what you're saying no cody i'm just saying i would like to have a break this week is there any way that you could think of somebody else? What, 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 what do you mean? Are you saying that, like, I'm targeting you and I should just go ahead and do it? Because you know what? I'll do it. I'll just go ahead and do it. Are you saying that I'm going to put you up on the block? Because I'll go ahead and put you on the block. No, 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 Cody. I mean, I'm just saying that I... Oh, well, why'd you hang out with Devon so much? Well, I mean, Devon was the only one that would actually, like, speak with me and I felt comfortable. I mean, you know... 
Well, what, what? I mean, you know, you just didn't give us a chance. Well, every time I'd walk into a room, Cody, and you were in the room with other people, you wouldn't talk anymore. Oh, I, I mean, are you saying that I wouldn't talk anymore? Are you just saying I... No, no Cody, I, I'm not just saying you. I'm saying, I mean, you know, it's not like the world revolves around you, Cody. I'm saying that everybody in the room would stop talking. That's it. That's it, Kevin. Get out of my room. You know, you don't need to be in here. We're done with our conversation. How dare you come at me and say that I'm nominating you because I'm good looking and I don't like your kind. That's not at all what Kevin said. And oi, mates, they edited all the conversation out. I saw it on feeds. And of course, what was left was a very little conversation. Basically, very low-keyed. But, you know, you could tell that Cody wasn't having it, and Kevin was like, you know, kind of dumbfounded, like, ha- you know, and he did say, you know, have a good rest of the day, you know, I mean, it, thank you for connecting. I mean, it was so ridiculous, all the editing, but that's, that's it. They're, they're editing the hell out of everything. And it ended up that he said that he was just going to put Kevin up, and now Kevin's the target. Cody went around to every single person and chatted for a good hour to Danny, you know, that Kevin said that he shouldn't be put up because I think I'm so good looking and I wouldn't hang out with someone that looks like Kevin. That's not at all what Kevin said, but that's what Cody took away from the conversation. Well, you know, we all know that he was zinged by Zingbot, that he has an IQ of 10 and Zingbot was absolutely correct. And in another camera, you see Kevin discussing this with David that I believe we're going to be put on the block. And well, mate, let me just tell you, this is a very profound conversation between Kevin and David. And Kevin just basically said, the problem is, is that Cody has no idea what it's like to be a person of color or to have any type of diversity. He comes into all situations being ahead of the game. He's always liked. He's a good looking. Kevin used the word white. You know, I would probably say Caucasian. He's a good looking white boy that's well off. He's got white privilege and he has no idea what it's like to be in our shoes. So, I thought that that made a lot of sense, and that is definitely the situation with this committee group. And, well, he he just said that he would rather gun for the veto with David, and if one of them win the veto, to try to convince Cody to make the replacement Christmas and try to campaign to get Christmas out, And they agreed that whoever would win would not vote the other out if they won veto. A few minutes later, we get puppies adopt Doge shop. And then the feeds come back and we know that, yes, Kevin and David were put on the block. So, Kevin and David were on the block. We also know this from the show that was completely edited. And that was on the 27th on Sunday. And so Kevin and David are on the block. 
Cody is so upset about this conversation that he's twisted in his head because he does he does know that this is him and he is guilty of all this that he has to be defensive about it. It's like this, mates. Here, I'm going to stab you and I'm going to twist the knife and then I'm going to use your t-shirt to wipe off my fingerprints and then I'm going to tell everybody you stabbed yourself and you're blaming it on me. And that's how it went. He, Cody, has to always play like, woe is me, I'm put in a category, I'm the good-looking people, and everybody says I'm good-looking, and, well, I have this cross to bear because I'm good-looking, and people prejudge me for being good-looking. No, Cody, it's not the way it works, okay? And you're just a dodgy little sod. So we do know that there is a veto being played. And who gets picked to play the veto? That would be Nicole F. That would be Tyler. And that would be, of course, the two people on the norms. And that would be Kevin and David. And Enzo and, of course, Cody is HOH. So he plays. Xmas does not play. Memphis does not play. Danny does not play. Very upset. Those three are in the audience and they're PO'd for some reason, you know. And mates, let's remember, Tyler has been picked every single time he's been on the show, both seasons. He's picked for every veto. Now, I really wonder how many chips in the bag say Tyler, because that's a little fishy. I certainly hope that It's not that far when it comes with editing and production, but it's very, very fishy. And they all play in the veto, and, well, the veto is a very famous veto. It's Otev. And we all know Otev going on this, like, slippery kind of slide and having to go on the top of it and give Otev the answers that you find in the Mook and the mud and the water on the lower area, you know, the ground. And we all know that, like, you have to race and you get all slippery and it's hard to get back up the hill. And I think with COVID, they had to reorganize how to play Otev. And, of course, they play it a little different, but it was the same Otev. And I guess Nicole F. was complaining about that because she complains about everything. Because she is a little snotty white privileged rat. And she is used to getting her way. Oh, she's mad that production didn't spin it her way, I guess. And do it exactly the way she told them. Because, well, she's the monster that CBS and production created. With her fake front teeth and her blonde hair and her 20 pound weight loss in her well Botox that's worn out because she looks like she's about 48 and well of course this is their creation and they they totally edit the whole show around her and there's been about five shows so far now we've only had like what eight shows or something well we've had more but we're saying eight eight Sundays or whatever so eight weeks I meant to say and so We know that there's been so many shows that have been surrounded when she's not HOH or not on the block. 
she's still the center of attention. So I believe there must be some sort of things going on to try to get her to go further in the game because they want a woman to win. Now, I don't know why they are giving preference to Nicole and Danny. Probably they were trying Christmas, but now there's all this micro-racism going on. She's been in all the news. Her two mugshots are all around. She's been on Wendy. She's been called out. I mean, she's made national news already. So I'm assuming they're thinking, oh, we can't, we can't continue to try to carry her. So we're going to just try to get either Danny, but they're probably going to get Nicole. Because I'm assuming they think that she's the best out of the two, three dodgy people left over that are in the committee that are female. I don't know. Anyway. She complained about the veto, and well, it becomes David's turn to start, and he is basically out within the first 10 minutes of the game because he could not, like, balance on a rope. His hands said, he said that he wouldn't be able to lift his body up this rope that was slippery, and he had a choice to take 10 grand or continue to try to play, and he was already behind, and he said, Look at I'm playing for a charity. So he's informed us that he's playing for a charity from here on out of the game. Now, I don't know the charity's name. He has said it once, and I'm going to get that name for you all. Uh, I apologize. I just, he's not really said it in a way that like, you know, it's come across the screen and you can write it down. He's like said it a little bit. And so I actually don't know the name of the charity, but I will get that for you. And I think that's very commendable. And he decided to take the 10,000. Well, the audience, Danny, Memphis, and Christmas were outraged. They talked about it all evening yesterday. They were such spoiled brats. Now remember, Danny's already made 5,000. She also made 5,000 early in the game, so she's already like 10,000 ahead. Same thing with Tyler. He was bitching about it later after the veto. Then there was Christmas. She's just thinks that she should get everything and she's just a spoiled little, you know, obnoxious person and she was very upset about it. And of course, Memphis has had a problem with David ever since the show started. I don't know. It's, I mean, he, in one way, he'll get so full of himself, he won't at all hold back and he will sound straight out racist. And then on another hand, he'll like try to bring it back to he shouldn't be at the game because he doesn't understand Big Brother. Who gives a heaping hoot? Who cares, Memphis? It's eight weeks now into the game. Nobody cares that David hasn't played before. I mean, it's that's productions and castings problem. It's not your problem to continue to use as an excuse for your racist, obnoxious banter. He's very upset. I agree. Good for you, David. Take your 10 grand. David's thinking, listen, I don't have anyone that I'm working with that I can depend on. I don't have anybody at all. I don't have any hope. I mean, they're going to make it a sweep of first getting Kevin out, you know, this week from what Cody has told him. Then it will be him if he doesn't win any power and is HOH. 
he'll buy himself like a week and then it will be him next. And so it's really like good for him. I mean, you know, he might as well take that 10 and he's already said that he's donating it. So I'm very happy that he took the 10 and I think that that was the right move. But of course, they're all saying it was dodgy. It makes him look like he felt he was safe and he shouldn't have taken the money. But really, they don't give a hoot about any of that. They're all jealous, 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 jealous of, of Janelle when she was in, jealous of Kesa, jealous of Bailey, jealous of Devon. And now they're just jealous, horrible people in this game. I don't know them personally. In this game, they're coming off like complete idiots. And it's ridiculous. But okay, so I've said ridiculous way more than I should. But I'm trying to like not swear. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe there's little kids in the car and mommy and daddy are driving them to their events and I don't want to swear. So that's the problem. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wanted to say it really easy and I have to try to think of something to say in replacement of naughty words. So the veto winner is Cody. Cody wins. So that means Cody has won HOH and veto. Cody is in complete power. He has said that he is not using the veto. And well, we know that is what happened. Cody did not use the veto. He is remaining the two on the block that he nominated, which would be David and Kevin. He's already told Kevin that you're my target now and I want you to go home because of you coming after me because I'm a good looking boy. <laughs> Ridiculous. And you were working with Devon. Well, of course, he had a mate. He had a mate. And Cody, you have your mates. And everybody has their mates. But yet, the people in power get so delusional that they have to call them out about it. It doesn't make any sense. It, it's absolutely ridiculously contrived in the head of delusions. So, Cody told David that looked a bit dodgy. You said, you know, you made it clear that you are donating this money, and so I understand it, but now people think that I told you you were safe, and that doesn't look good, and David said, I'm sorry, but I knew that I couldn't lift my body up with the rope, and I thought I might as well get money for my charity, and Cody was like, okay, I get it, but I don't like it, okay, but you're safe, and so in other cameras, Cody's whining about it. Enzo's whining about it. Everybody's whining about it. And Enzo did say, like, in a camera by himself, he understood it. I mean, the kids are probably going to be going home within this week or next. Why not make 10000 But he, in front of everybody else, Enzo's being very upset about it. You know, these people act like they're homeless people that have no money they're all well off. They all live a very privileged life. And yet they have to make a big to do about David having the 10,000. And I know what people are going to say when they email me. They say, well, 
David shouldn't have taken the 10,000 because that made him look like he was working with Cody and it was dodgy. You know what, people? We all know what it really looks like. It really looks like the Whitey Committee is having the reign every time they're in power, which is 99% of the house. So they're the Caucasian group and, well, it goes their way and they look ignorant getting out everything, every single person of POC. Also, it looks ridiculous because none of them listened to Davon's incredible eviction speech that talked about the movement that she would like people to get behind. And, well, that's the Black Lives Matter movement. It's absolutely a very, very important thing that the world wakes up and we raise our children to have no racism. We all bleed red, and there is no reason for ignorance. And so, they did not pay attention, not a discussion about anything of the profound words that Devon said so eloquently. Only, boy, did that speech go on and on. Why didn't Julie cut her off? They didn't get any of it. They're all ignorant little twats. So, darlings, as we know, there's two people left that I rather like. And, well, we know they're going to be out real soon because they have nobody. Unless they become some sort of power in the game and that would be wonderful. And you would think that Big Brother does so much editing. Always makes sure that everything goes a certain way for a certain group, you could certainly throw a Hail Mary and try to not look absolutely stuck back in the 1960s Big Brother Productions. So, Cody, reign of this week. HOH veto, not using the veto. Veto ceremony happens. He does not use it. The norms remain the same. Kevin is the target to go home. David won 10,000. He did not win the veto, but he won the 10,000. He's going to stay at least another week, as far as we know. And Tyler won 5,000 playing the veto. And Danny won 5,000. And pretty much that catches you up. You'll hear from me in a few days, and we will discuss about the end of the week and eviction of Week 8 All-Star Season Big Brother CBS Season 22. I'm Ruma, my podcast is Getting Effy, and you're my little effers, and I adore you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to me babble about Cheers, mates, and remember, Black Lives Matter, lovers, love, and please adopt. Don't shop. Real shit, real shit, they don't want me to drip. Real shit, real shit, there's a thing on my hip. Real shit, real shit, you could be the next lick. Real shit, real shit, my whole life is a flick. Nearly cost me my life. Yeah. This so many. Wives.